Um, Girls Rock isn't just about starting a band, playing music, it's about finding new forms of self-expression, standing up for yourself, learning about um, yourself and learning about music. Um, so this week we, I mean obviously we learned about songwriting, we played lots of games, we played lots of songs, we wrote songs, we had band practice, but we also had uh, people like Claw come in um, and show us, talk about wrestling persona and the, that aspect of performance. We also talked about rock and roll history, like women in rock and roll history and the, and the rock and roll canon. Um, and we just had a really great time. So these, these kids have been working so hard and we're so excited to show their work and for you to see it. Hi. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast bonus episode. In this episode, I interview members of the Girls Rock CU crew, and they tell me all about what makes this camp so special. So check it out. Find out how you could help. Find out how you can be a part of this community. So without further ado, here's the Girls Rock CU bonus episode. My name's Emily McCown. I'm the vocal instructor for the Girls Rock band camp and also uh, a band coach for one of the bands. Excellent. Uh, so I actually, yeah, I saw on Facebook there were a few videos of, of the, the girls doing uh, vocals and singing along with karaoke and yeah. it... <laughs> It made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, not in, in a very wonderful way, because I just, I love the unabashed, like, I'm just going to sing this, you oh, know? Totally. And I love that so much. So, um, so w- were there any specific challenges to, or we could even just focus on triumphs. It's it's all good, too, because it, look, it looked like an amazing, yeah. like, so far it seems really amazing, so. It's been really fun. It's been just, a, yeah, a blast. I had seen the Girls Rock Camp perform in Olympia, Washington, where I used to live, and that was just an inspiration, and I always wanted to get involved, and now that I'm here, I was so excited that they're starting out, um, and got pulled in to do it. The challenges, I would say, uh, it because because we just we didn't really have an idea of what the skill level and what the kind of access would be for every student and how to meet each student where they're at. Um, especially my band is mostly younger elementary school age girls, yeah. and a lot of them don't have a lot of you know experience with holding a guitar, even let alone playing the chords. So. Um, it has been a challenge just to kind of reorient what the expectations are of what rock sounds like, but that's what's so cool about rock instead of like playing this like classical piece is that these girls just get to feel confident to be on stage to hold the instruments and make some noise. So, so far, what yeah. has been your favorite moment in the camp? Um, I suppose like... Singing is is my real passion. I felt really lucky to be able to um, kind of just give some tools and techniques that I've learned uh, to the couple girls that are our lead singers. And uh, 
we've practiced singing rounds and also harmonies. Mm-hmm. And though they really had not a lot of experience to kind of hold their own part while listening to someone else sing something else, we really, like, they nailed it today. And working on just, like, small technique is really an exciting thing to see them grow just in a few days. I guess, although this will... Uh, this will come out after the the end of the camp. Um, there's going to be a concert, I believe, mm-hmm. at Cowboy Monkey on Saturday, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. And so they're each each of the bands are going to showcase. Oh, are yeah. they going to be original pieces yes. or? Oh wow! Can you tell us them. about how how that's kind of rolled out or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been working. They've been collaborating together on on writing a song. Each band is, is has wrote a song in the first few days and has been really perfecting it today and um yeah they're just they're cruising they're they've got a lot of creative energy so um i'm i'm they're just thrilled to be on stage and and i think that that's really the the most important part that they feel confident to share what they've got because we're i think at girls rock camp we're really just like building this passion and this excitement for playing the music and then Mm -hmm. hopefully they can take that energy and take that excitement to lessons or school or whatever down the line when they can really kind of practice the details I recently uh, went to a music festival um, and was just kind of disappointed to see how few female performers there were on stage and Christina who's the drummer coach gave a presentation on women in rock history uh, yesterday and and it just feels just so moving to me to kind of inspire the next generation. Um, as a musician myself, it's just, it feels like I do have to work just a little bit harder to be seen and heard. And it's a, just an awesome project to be a part of. Awesome. So you mentioned that you're in a band currently. Do you mind telling me which which band that is and maybe when people might see you next? Sure. Um, My project's name is Sororize, uh, the verb of sorority. Though I'm not in a sorority, not really a sorority kind of gal, but it means to socialize like a sister. So Girls Rock Camp is pretty perfect for me. Um, And my next performance will be at the Girls Rock Show. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Yeah, following the, uh, the girls' bands. Olivia Tash. So tomorrow is the last day of the camp, mm-hmm. and um, can you tell me a little bit about what you're doing as a camp instructor? Yeah, um, so I'm one of the band leaders, and then I also do the guitar instruction, and tomorrow is our recording day. So we'll probably meet as a full group and try to get pumped up for recording. Um, if there's time, I'd like for the instructors to maybe share their own recording process to get girls pumped up. Um, it's mainly just getting them excited and not um, excited to have fun versus like ask, expecting perfection. So when the campers came in, um, like the first day, did you get the sense that they were like really rearing to go, or like like it was it, there was any kind of effort to get yeah. them to be excited about playing music, music? and being. Yeah, I think they, they were all pretty excited to be there, um, and it was, you know, just getting the energy directed and the 
in the right avenue sometimes. But overall, we've been having a having a ball um, since Monday. Excellent. Um, and so, it, it looks like there's been several steps. You've put together bands. They've chosen their band name, um, and they've learned and created new songs. Um, how about tell me a little bit about that process? And I mean, I guess that's a big mouthful, but no, it's, no, yeah. that's it's a great question. It's um, it's both a emotional and practical thing to make a song and to do it in three days is very stressful. Um, both stressful, but I think there's hopefully going to be a sense of pride and accomplishment. Like you kind of need the lows of the process in order to feel the highs of the results. So, you know, we're kind of at the point of they've gotten their song, but that, you know, it's not easy to work together sometimes. You have to work, you have to compromise and for young kids it's learning how to sacrifice ego to make something better for the whole so we're like coming out on the other side of that I think today and to talk about that first question kind of the goal for tomorrow is just to you know try to have as much fun as possible they've created something a song in three days and um, yeah it's not meant to be perfect it's art (laughs) yeah that's it looks from what I've seen on Facebook and and what people have posted it looks like it's just an all-encompassing what what this camp tries to accomplish in five days you know most most bands struggle to do over a year so um, with that kind of compressed timeline do you ever find that it's it's difficult to keep them motivated or keep the campers motivated I mean and I would guess everybody's pretty tired at the end of the day yeah I think I mean I think as an instructor I try it's what's difficult or what I find that's important is like just rather having a plan but also being able to just like tune into what they're feeling and if it's getting to be too much and too overwhelming to remember that the main goal is to get them excited to play music as long as they're feeling confident they have something they can do on stage and feel empowered to do that you know we don't have to just do rote practicing over and over again if that's not what they're like ready for today was a a day of full of balls of energy so we kind of like just went with that and didn't try to fight it or like get upset with them or anything but we just were like we're doing karaoke and that was nice really made it fun excellent so So, uh what would you say is so far been the favorite like your favorite moment of camp i think one of the my favorite thing is i don't know just seeing I like to see, even though it's not fun to see, con- like I like to see conflict from its where it comes from to like when it's resolved. I I find that like just really real. To mm-hmm. I don't know, like, and to see other team members, all of us like working together to just help the girls do stuff, and everyone's pretty much volunteering. So, just all of that makes me like a little choked up. <laughs> Quickly, just say your name, just so I can. I'm like- Amy. Amy, I'm really tired. Um, Yeah, I bet. We had, as as happens, people's feelings get hurt. They're little girls. They're big Mm -hmm. girls. They're people. Um, So we had a team meeting, a band meeting, Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about what compromise means and how we work together as a team 
and um, things like that. And, and one of our campers um, popped right in with, well, I think of it as flour. And if I was making a cake, but I forgot to add the flour, then I would just have a pancake, not a cake. And you are the flour. Oh. And we need you in order to make this cake. And, and that was directed to her bandmate that was having a bit of an emotional day. And, and this girl's going into third grade. Yeah. So if you didn't hear that, she said, this girl is going into the third grade. It was amazing. And, and the way that she delivered it, too, was just, it, it just gave you so many feelings and mm. so much pride also. Um, That's And awesome. proud to know that, that young lady. Very proud to know her. Mm. Um, she's going to do amazing things mm -hmm. in this world. And I think one of them is just simply to be kind. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. And to add, though, to the yeah. story, I don't know if, if you two noticed this, mm -hmm. but when her bandmate, when we were doing karaoke and she kind of withdrew again from the group, she actually went up and said, you know, I, I want to go do karaoke, but I would really be more comfortable if you did it with me. And then they both went up and, and did the karaoke. And so yet again, she showed how intuitive she was mm -hmm. to see her, her bandmate once again withdrawing from the group and was intuitive, intelligent, and smart enough mm -hmm. to ask for her bandmate to do her a favor um, in a way to draw her back into that sense of community. And something that she knew she would love to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. That would make her happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. I, I, I'm really impressed with, like, these are the things that don't necessarily show up on the, on the Facebook or what's being presented, but it seems like that's a really important aspect that um, the intangible that will happen after this camp is done for the year, and then they look forward to the camp the next year. And yeah. so. I think that the two things talking about it, it's like the band situation forces them to have to engage in that way too, I think. Like they have, where the camp like puts them into the situation of having to create something which has to make you vulnerable, and then you kind of unearth some of this like struggles of life and then we've been here to kind of mediate it and mm. I mean not change it but just ho hopefully like guide them in the direction and then you get a great quote about a pancake from a little girl and then it's like it's all been worth it <laughs> that's amazing um, and you said you're part of sorry live again mm -hmm. um, you, you're part of the chickadee sermon mm -hmm. Um, are you part of any other bands? Oh. Yep, I'm part of a Grateful Dead tribute band called Sunshine Daydream. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. And are you, Amy, are you in a member of a band? Um, I was in a band called George Tab's Whores, and I played the triangle, but I was 14. Um, <laughs> after that, um, I found that my talents, um, you know, were elsewhere, but... Um, 
the mission of, of Girls Rock is something really important to me, and the Riot Girl movement was really critical um, in my in my life as a teenager, and uh, so that's why I'm here to do whatever they need, uh, and will be, and I'm also thankful personally for this program um, because it, it really gives me a goal, a drive, as well as a more of a sense of connection to our community. Wow, and I've met some really awesome people. That was Emily, Olivia, and Amy telling me about the camp and their experiences. So I was able to get over to see the concert with the two bands playing their songs and it was amazing and I was very very fortunate to be able to also interview Carrie, Isaac and Christine. So here's what they have to say. My name is Carrie Chandler. All right and let's just see so we're at the concert for the, like the final concert for the Girls Rock CU yep. and I've just heard the girls play and it was amazing <laughs> I, I have never seen so much like unbridled enthusiasm to have some yeah. uh, you know just anything and I can't think of any bands that can actually record write and play a song in a week right. so it's absolutely amazing yeah I'm actually a board member so I'm uh, on the group of people that helped organize this unfortunately I couldn't be there as an instructor all week but I would pop in in the morning and just see all the girls and see how everything's going and then pop in during the day when I could. But, um, yeah, I guess Girls Rock is different because we don't give them a song to learn. We give them, like, a few chords they can choose from and simply ask them what style they want to play and they write their own lyrics and they make their own form and then by the end of the week they're recording it and most of these girls have never played these instruments before in their life. So it was cool doing, like, the private instruction on top of, you know, them being songwriters because I feel like it kind of evolved their style together and it was really cool. So... That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you popped in. Was was there anything that like particularly stood out to you that you're like, okay, this is exactly what the camp is all about, and we're doing it. Yeah. It's happening. Um, honestly, like seeing the girls playing their instruments during break, like the the time they have to possibly be away from their instrument, they're like bringing their instruments and like working on their stuff or lurking working on different riffs or like their um, like style. I don't know. It was so cool, um, but also the camaraderie that the girls kind of formed throughout the week of really supporting each other and helping each other out and communicating in a healthy fashion so it was definitely like I feel like we, we succeeded in this year and what we were wanting to do for sure. Awesome and it it was the inaugural year so I mean talk about you know you hit that out of the park it was it it <laughs> seems like a complete success a and long time this coming. like there's tons of people here and i mean all these people came out to see these girls play their songs that they wrote i mean i mean gosh if i were their age i I couldn't even imagine what that would have felt like to be up on the stage and have that many people cheer for you and yeah. that kind of thing. I mean, it was it was pretty. And amazing. not only that, but like working with four other, you know, three other, four other bandmates, like that's difficult to do. Just to be like, I want to do this my way, but they all worked together and like came up with compromise and stuff all on their own, and it was it was awesome. We just Anything? really appreciate how much the community has supported this, you know, movement. We're not just a rock camp. It's really just empowering the young women of the community and giving them a different way to express themselves. And the fact that a community like this is constantly behind it is really, really nice and heartwarming. So we just thank everybody. 
Awesome. We'll awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, Isaac Arms. And so, how are you involved with the Girls Rock CU? As I recall, about three years ago, I saw one of my friends in Chicago post something about Girls Rock Chicago. And I think I had maybe uh, interpreted it to be some sort of festival or a concert or something. And then I looked into it and I saw that Girls Rock was an organization. Girls Rock Chicago was not just, it wasn't just this one-time thing. It was a larger uh, organization. And then I saw that Girls Rock Chicago was one of many. And this was a worldwide phenomenon called Girls Rock. And it just uh, occurred to me that... This problem is rampant and chronic, and, uh, well, this problem, uh, patriarchy, um, sexism and music specifically, it's everywhere, of course. Well, when you say that the problem, the underrepresentation... Sure, that's, I mean, there's so many aspects of it. Underrepresentation, there, I mean, we've been running to this, it's a it's very functional problem. We had a man record our bands yesterday because we just couldn't find an audio engineer uh, to come in to record us who's a woman. They, they exist, they're out there, obviously, but uh, we just, like, trying to pull resources, like, who are women who can teach drum lessons, guitar lessons, bass lessons? Like, we're trying to cultivate these contacts and connections and support in our community and it's not readily available or super obvious um, it's just you know throw a rock and you hit a man in charge of something in the music business so um, it's just on one hand yes it was representation and uh, voice uh, visibility empowerment but the deeper thing of the empowerment was I saw that my understanding of it pretty quickly was that Girls Rock is actually a radical leftist organization disguised as a rock camp. And that's my own interpretation. That's my own kind of goofy language. It is a rock camp. It is about, like, the function of these camps is to form a band, write a song, record it, perform it. That's pretty simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it's a simple thing. But what the, the goal, I think, is uh, non-materially from these camps is to empower these girls and non-binary folks and uh you know there's ladies rock too so women are involved um so any any level of musical expertise is allowed you can have never touched an instrument you can be a long time pro the, the hope is that not only will our instructors and our organization have something to impart imbue instruct and, and, and teach and all that way but you know we bring people together in this this mood this uh this space it's a uh, I don't want to call it an exclusive space, but it is exclusive of cis men because they have everything else. So this is an intentionally focused space where uh, the authority, the ownership, the, the voice, the identity is not cis male. And that's important to me. Um, it's all about yeah. the heart and the soul, and that's what I just cried at here, was the heart and the soul. The music was good, too, but these kids, yeah. I think, had a week, and they had time with women, and uh, 
that's very, very important. And I feel weird being a voice, even in this regard, doing this interview, talking about this stuff, because I've mostly just tried to facilitate because I saw some shit going raw and uh, figured we should probably all be doing better because we deserve better. Excellent. Well, thank you. Um, would you say when you observed the, the camp at all, uh, was there anything that you that, that particularly jumped out at you that you just said that is exactly what this camp is about? This is something that yes, that's exactly it. Let's do that. A couple years ago, I went to the GRCA, the Girls Rock Camp Alliance conference, and that was in the East Coast, and uh, one of the things that really shook me uh, because, you know, there's a lot I'm unaware of. There's a perspective and an experience that I can't know. Um, I'm not a woman, and <laughs> somebody said, uh, we, I was really excited about this one breakout session because it was about logistics, and I was like, oh God, I need to know all the logistics. I don't know how to build right. a camp. How are we going to do this from the ground up? Where do we even start? But one of the logistical things they mentioned was, um, listen, y'all's instructors uh, in, like... The instructors and the kids all have lunch in this space. And somebody was like, well, don't you have like a faculty room or a green room or whatever? And somebody shut that down real quick and they were like, no, listen, those girls need to see y'all eat. And I was like, what? And they were like, they need to see you eat. It's a healthy thing. It's a natural thing. However y'all eat, whatever y'all are doing, that's body positivity in function and just happening. And that broke me down. And I was like, I don't even, I can't even know all the depth of this, but it's so, so important. It affects every little thing of a life experience. We got to just do our, our, do our dang best. Uh, at my best, I'm just here to help others out who are supposed to be in the spotlight. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Christine Fallon. How did you get involved with uh, Girls Rock? Um, yeah, so I was actually abroad. I was studying abroad in France when Isaac... It was like this... Like Isaac started getting this together, like getting people like while I was abroad or right before I left to, to study abroad. So I didn't get immediately involved when they were in the early planning stages. But I came back last May. And when I came back last May, I was asked um, if I would join the board because um, we had a board member go on hiatus. And um, they asked me. And then, of course, they know I play drums. Um, I'm assuming they thought I'd be a good asset to have. Um, but I've been... Yeah. From, I've known about Girls Rock for years. I've, I think, came across it on the internet. There's a documentary about Girls Rock, um, and that's how I came came to know it. Uh, what's the documentary? It might just be called Girls Rock Camp. I'm not positive. Yeah, it's like about one of the earlier camps, I believe, in a, in the Pacific Northwest. It may, might be in Olympia or in Portland, but I know because Carrie Brownstein and Corn Tucker are in it because yeah. um, they were like teaching at it. Um, so that's how I came across. But I think I came through through Cider Kenny from knowing that they were involved in some of the early camps. So you uh, you also were an instructor, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so if you could tell me a little bit about some of your experiences, some of the like triumphs, some of the things that maybe you even found really really frustrating. Um, I mean, feel free to just yeah. tell me all about it. Well, the the thing that was interesting. So of course, it's a smaller campus here, so we only had two bands, so we only had two students students for each instructor. So it was nice to start out, and I remember I really planned like what we were going to do everything we're going to do paradiddles this day we're going to do this the blah, blah 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 and then I get there and I realize one of my drummers Harper can only play with one arm and she can only play with one stick and that's just how she had to play the drums and she plays standing up and 
that just completely threw me through, through a loop for a loop because it's like oh, I played all of this based on how I play the drums and based on how the the quote unquote like right way to play the drums or like the the way you see people playing the drums all the time. And I just kind of had to throw my whole lesson plan out the window and be like, let's figure this out and how this works for you. And like so, my week and then my other drummer Liz, she is a little older. She's 13, I think, and she um, had started the learning that she came to on one of our workshops last year and loved the drums and started taking drum lessons and got her parents to buy her a drum kit. And so now she knows a lot. So like it was fun. I didn't have much to teach her, you know, because the goal was for me that week to be like, okay, teach them the basics, make sure they can hold the beat. Yeah. You know, she already knew that. And then Harper had her own way of playing the drums. So it was just kind of like, we, it ended up being a lot more discovery. It ended up being a lot more like, let's just jam. Let's just figure out what we want to play. And then we ended up having drum battles. And I ended up like, Harper, I was able, I'm a, the last day of instruction, I thought, oh my goodness, on on GarageBand, there's like a, that beat maker and you can just make beats by just like tapping. And Harper was able to write whole songs uh, and like I have them and like I'm going to send them to her and she's going to be able to listen to them. And I was like, wait, drums are accessible to her in this way too. And that's not just, it's not just about acoustic drums, about all these other things and we end up exploring that. And... And it ended up being a very different week than I planned for, but I think we all got a lot out of it. Like, I think this girl got a lot out of it, and I got a lot, of, a lot out of it. That's amazing. Actually, I, I have to say, both the drummers for both of the bands were both, like, exuberantly... Uh, confident and like we're just gonna nail this. I, yeah. I, I always I I you know I got a little teary eyed. Yeah, you know that's a big <laughs> thing about what we were talking about because this whole week that all the girls, well, not all of them, but like especially my drummers, telling me how nervous they were. And what like uh, Liz in particular was pretty nervous. Um, Harper was nervous maybe about dropping her drumstick or something. But we we talked about that. And I showed them a video of me playing with spandrels where I knocked over my my rack tom and then dropped my drumstick. Yeah. And actually, and we and I was like the people do that people fall people drop things and it's okay and like these are I showed them videos of like rock stars you know, messing up and like I think I showed them a video of Carrie Brownstein falling and like it was like we because oh. <laughs> I was like watch her, watch her fall but she gets back up and keeps playing I thought that was so cool because it's like oh it's right. okay to fail it's not yeah. failing yeah. it's okay to mess up they, they process that as failing but it's like it's okay to mess up it's not failing if you get back up and keep playing and like today before the show um, um, Harper and some of the other girls she she got them all over and said, like, Christine, show us the video of you dropping your drumstick and knocking over the drum. And we all laughed at it and thought it was so funny. But I think it made them feel less nervous about it because it's yeah. like I think I, I mean I think a lot of performers struggle with that about like what if, oh gosh what if I mess up what if you mess up yeah. you get back up and I think that helped them get into that space a lot better. And they just had so much fun and they they the the thing about Girls Rock is not just about again it's not about music it's it's not about that it's about girls, young people being able to express themselves in a way they didn't think was accessible to them, either because it's been explicitly said to them or they've taken that in from the culture and and the way we talk about music and the way music is represented to show them it's accessible and show them how fun it is. That is what is important to me. Wow. I'm I'm just... I, I stopped by on Thursday and I talked with uh, Amy and Emily and Liv. Yeah, Liv. And, uh, and I got to see some of the campers as they were leaving and all of them had smiles on their yeah. faces and they're all just completely... I mean, I, I, 
dreamy-eyed isn't the right word, but just like of of the possibilities, you know, like being just completely caught up in what could be. Yeah. And I and I still I, I mean I'm absolutely boggled by the whole timeline of five <laughs> days to to well not only just form a band with people that you don't know, but just get. A, a song written and and be able to play it and practice it and record it and play it in front of people and and I mean how many bands do you know that it takes them at least a year to record yeah. one song so <laughs> I'm I'm kind of reveling in mm-hmm. in just watching that and was there was there something that uh, you would you would like to change with how how it works or like anything you'd like to develop in the future or like I mean what would what would you like what are your goals for the next year? For me, what I'd like to see is in, in involving more members of more different parts of our community because, like, that's just... And it's not like we didn't do that. It's just, like, we can only keep doing that more because, like, we had... Like, the non-music workshops are really exciting and cool, and that's where we've had... We had, um, you know, Claw come in and talk about right. wrestling and do a demonstration. That's so cool to show them the different ways you can perform. Um, we had races come in to talk yeah. about boundaries and, you know... How do we feel when people, you know, when someone we don't know, like, I think it was like you, they had them rank, like, they had like a list of th- interactions, yeah. like, based on how comfortable or uncomfortable it is, and they discussed about boundaries and how everyone has different, like, boundaries and, like, like getting at base issues of consent, which is amazing, and that it's age appropriate, right. and like, I hope we keep bringing that back, and, like, I'd love to find different ways to get these other things in, because, like Isaac said, it's not really about the music, it's about the music, but, like, it's about all these other things, and I really want to keep developing that because some like like I know I haven't gone to the Girls Rock Camp Alliance but like some of the workshops like you know people who run camps can take it's like teaching you how to like talk about race and talk about you know prejudice and like I would love to get you know get at more of those intersectional issues because it's not just about being a girl that or, or being you know Rock music isn't just inaccessible because of gender. It's inaccessible for a lot of other ways, and like, there's a lot of things to overcome and address. And like, I'd like to address those different intersecting issues in a way kids can understand and process. You mentioned intersectionality. Like, do you find that children maybe can grab onto that a little bit more than than adults? Because I always get I get get this idea that it's so it's such a hard-headed adult yeah. thing to not grasp that I, it's more than just one thing. I think kids get it. I think they do. I like, because like, an example from our camp was like, I was worried because I gave, I was planning a presentation about women in rock history and I thought even like, oh gosh, am I getting to gender studies? Am I getting to like, how I was like, I don't, because I was a girl, young girl once, and I, but I don't remember at what age I became aware of institutional sexism, at what age I became aware of the way women are, especially women musicians, are described in certain ways. So I was worried of like, is this going to go over their heads? Are they going to get it? Are they going to be interested? And the first, and the first thing I I said, I was like, well, it was a rhetorical question because I was going to go into some explain some things. I was like, why, why are we talking about women in rock music? Why are we just talking about 
rock history and one of the girls raised her hand and said because everyone thinks girls can only sing in a band and that they can't play drums or guitar and this was like before we had discussed like we hadn't really openly discussed why we do girls rock yeah. as far as I know um, but they, they, they notice it that's notice impressive it. and disheartening yeah. all at the same time that there's that aware mm-hmm. awareness that and so like you know like it's only the next step to talk about the way other ways interact and we kind of we I, again I wasn't I didn't jump into it but when we talked about rock history I talked about how like black women were some of the first the early rock stars like they like like we talked I introduced it to them by showing them Elvis Presley's Hound Dog and they said you know the song and I said yeah and I showed them um, Big Mama Thornton's version from five years before and I said a, a black woman performed that song first and uh, you see it you see it turning in their heads like wow. wait a minute why do I know Elvis's version and not hers and then I showed them um, Sister Re- 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 uh, uh, Rosetta Tharp uh, playing guitar I said she was actually just uh, inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year and they were like why not earlier and I'm like you know they they pick up on it and but it was cool because they didn't get disheartened by that discussion you know because you think wow. maybe when you talk if you talk about right. and stuff it might make kids you know feel down but like what they got from it was oh my gosh there are all these women musicians I don't know about I want to go learn about it and like I showed them a video of Kim Gordon playing bass and mm. a, the bassist in the first band Kayla saw her do a like a she does like a pick scrape uh-huh. and they gave her an idea to do kind of a funky slide in her song yeah like that's so important that kids see different kinds of people playing music and see people that can relate to playing music. Yeah. So I saw Kim Gordon do something cool and I was like, I want to do that. And then, like, I showed uh, them, like, videos of different bands and, like, I said, you know, this is my favorite band, Slater Kinney, they're a more important band in the 90s, so going, and their drummer Janet is really great, and then my drummers wanted me to show them more videos of Janet, and, like, we just kept watching videos of Janet, and, like, they were just, like, so blown away that she's never taken a lesson, you know? And yeah. it's just, like, that's the kind of stuff I enjoy about this. Girls Rock! Well, there you have it. Our Girls Rock CU bonus episode. I want to take a moment to thank Emily, Olivia, Amy, Carrie, Isaac, and Christine for taking the time to tell me all about what makes the Girls Rock CU so special. I want all the cis males to take a moment and think about how much space they take up in this world. We don't need to take up everything. Speaking as a cis male myself, we don't need to take up that much room. And you know what? The more room we make, the more room will be filled with better things. And just hope that you get to enjoy what's out there in the CU music scene and all the things that make this place so special. Thank you for listening to Champagne is Also a Band Podcast. This is Sven reminding you, great music is out there. Go find it where you live.
Saltpeter on the 